Ciao Juventini, welcome back to the All UV Cast channel where of course it's All UV all the time and it's another day after and it's another victory to discuss. Whew. Cutting her close yet again, but uh, man, I really don't care anymore. Just about getting those points, getting those results and listening to the bitching from the rivals. I love it. Jeez. I love it, man. We got Lucci with me today. We're going to tackle what was Juve Udinese. I have a feeling we're going to have uh, some different perspectives from one another on the current state of uh, Juve, but there is a lot to discuss. We're going to hit the news up first, okay? Then uh, just briefly, we'll probably get back into the discussion after we recap the games. And we're going to do a little bit of Storm in the Barn after, but we might try and get uh, some calls because, man, I was so uh, carried away in uh, the watch along yesterday. I didn't get to the live calls at halftime or even post-match, but we're going to try and get some in later on in this pod. So, Lucci, first off, how you doing, man? Good, buddy. Good to be back. It's been a while. Good. Missed yeah. it. Yeah, now we can get back into the rhythm of things. World Cup's over. Get back to Juve. Get the first two wins under our belt. And now we have uh, a lot of waiting and anticipation for that Friday match mm-hmm. against uh, Napoli, which is going to be massive, massive. We're going to say what's up to some of you in the live chat here. We got Jeremiah, guys. Happy for the three points. Inter, oh, yeah, that makes it all that much sweeter. 2-2 draw against Monza yesterday. And, uh, hey, does uh, Sampadoria keep the uh, Viali tribute going and maybe uh, cause Napoli to slip up? Who knows? Who knows? I wouldn't put anything past uh, what's going on because hashtag Spalletti effect. Okay? It's going <laughs> to happen. Vito, good morning, fellas. Need Milan to lose today. So Milan's facing Roma? I Milan believe so. Milan and Roma, I believe. So, Yeah. That one's going to be the uh, primetime game. So, yeah, it's going to be uh, good. we got a couple other games starting in about, uh, what, uh, 15 minutes or so. So we'll keep tabs on everything as we go, Bobby Oaksell. Yeah, gaining ground steadily. Hey, rung by rung, just keep climbing that ladder, baby. But Friday's going to be massive, everybody, all right? Uh, beautiful part of AJC is up today. Oh, yeah. You know it, Omer. <laughs> Buongiorno, buongiorno, Michael. Forza Juve, Michael Rasso. Omar can only get better this weekend. That's right. That's right. Let's see what goes down. So, first and foremost, let's get a couple of the news uh, outlines out of the way. There's not a whole lot, okay? But there's just a couple things. Karsdorp, Juve, according to Mirko Di Natale, not willing to actually get in there and bid at this point in time. I think we can all just say thank you for that um and i don't think anybody was uh, holding their breath on Karsdorp. so there's that bremer all set to be in for napoli okay so uh, as expected as intended there uh, missing yesterday's but going to be back for napoli awesome awesome news danilo danilo is all set for the extension so now they're just trying to figure out the terms 2025 2026 I got absolutely no problems with it. I keep finding myself having to go back and just 
remind uh, a lot of Juventini that this guy is anything but a problem for Juventus. And he rewards me because so many times I am wrong, all right? So many times I get things wrong. But, man, I'm right with Danilo, and I'm telling you. And there's the kit behind Lucci there. And, uh, yeah, I have absolutely no problems with the extension of Danilo. Lucci, anything to add to no. uh, some of these news headlines there? I'm happy about Karsdorp, that's for sure. Danilo, man, he's been a rock. He's He's been incredible the, pa- the whole year, even last year, in these pa- like the past eight games where you've been able to keep, keep a clean sheet. Do it. Do it. Great leader. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, another thing, as we were talking about Sampdoria, hopefully getting the job done uh, today and doing it. Uh, we've got uh, some news and there were rumblings. Uh, Michael Razo brings up that uh, Sampdoria was trying to organize a Viali-inspired uh, tournament uh, as a tribute to him with four teams. Obviously, uh, Chelsea, Juve, Sam, Cremonese. Thoughts? I think it would be cool. I think it'd be cool, uh, some like honoring a player like that and whatnot, especially like something friendly like that, that they can have, uh, you know, just a trophy for uh, in his honor. I think it's uh, I think it's great. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Uh, would be would be cool. Um, interesting, too, that it would be like three Italian teams and then just Chelsea involved. Uh, obviously, the teams Viali was uh, involved with. So I think it'd be cool. Luch, what do you think? Yeah, I think that would be great. Maybe they can even do, uh, you know, proceeds going to a charity or something like that. You know, do something, yeah. do something good for the community. Absolutely, absolutely. Vito, when talking about Danilo, says very difficult to say something negative about him. Absolutely, absolutely. And props to him, everybody. If you keep wondering why we're getting these nail biters, why it's coming through, it's the mustache, okay? This thing's staying until we drop a game and it hasn't happened, and <laughs> my wife's losing it. But hey. It's happening. It's happening. This thing stays. The power of the stash continues. Now, Viali, before we get to the game and everything, had a nice tribute uh, for mm-hmm. him. It was cool to see uh, Pesotto uh, being the one uh, saying the words. Lovely, lovely words for him and everything. He saw the jerseys all over the stadium, the banners and whatnot. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's cool. It's cool to see uh, something like that and him get honored and whatnot. It's still uh, pretty tough. Um for the older guys that saw him around at Juve, whatnot, hits a little harder. But even for like the younger guys and like yourself, Lucci, seeing him associated with um, the Azzurri yep. during that Euros and stuff, you know, could really, really uh, appreciate the guy. I mean, all the videos, the speeches, the speech he gave, the words he chose and whatnot. And when you listen to everybody that's talked about it, uh, even some of these Azzurri players and everything, and you remember Florenzi's interview. Uh, mm-hmm. when asked about uh, Gianluca Vialli and everything he's going through. This guy was such an inspiration and touched absolutely everybody he came in contact with. But it's amazing that he was such an extraordinary player. But nobody has talked about that, you know, um, in his tributes and everything. Like, they just, this guy was such a great, just human and just great man that that's all they can say about him you know and uh it was interesting hearing Benucci's words about Viali and just how extremely intelligent he was and like too intelligent to be a footballer he said and uh was capable of so much more uh but uh yeah it's uh it's pretty cool do you have anything to add to uh Viali as this Viali tribute kind of continues uh, what can you say, man? The, spe- the speeches alone speak for themselves. The, the great things every on all former teammates and players said about him. The Pizzotto one was before the match was that was deep. 
that was yeah. uh, that was a nice nice tribute for sure. Nice nice tribute. Nice to see. Now, the task at hand. Juventus Udinese. We had to get the job done. Um, we'll get to uh, lineups and what everybody was thinking. We covered that in uh, the match day live, but we'll get your thoughts when you saw the uh, a lineup and everything. And we had Chesney in goal, Danilo Rugani, Sandro across the back, obviously with Bremer not going to be able to uh, be in action. Then you had McKinney as a wing back, Rabio, Locatelli, Miretti, Kostic, Di Maria, and Keane. What was your initial reaction to seeing that lineup, Luch? You know, with the match, well, you're playing every three, four days now. You kind of got to get some rotation in there. So it wasn't too shocking. Um, McKenney again, I don't know. He's It's so hard to find his proper position where he's best suited for. He did some good things, I guess, at, at the wingback position. But I still don't think that's where he's supposed to be. A um, lot, lot of questions about Rugani and how he would play. But I thought he was pretty good for the most part. So shocking, not really. You know, it's kind of... Just keep plugging away and, and on to the next one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for me, the big question mark was going to be uh, McKinney as that right wing back. We started to talk about it and break it down in the match day live as to why Max would probably be thinking that. And, you know, Sule, we saw what hurt him defensively mm-hmm. as that wing back. And then the fact that you were going to lose Bremer at the back and have Rugani in there and whatnot. He probably just wanted to stabilize everything. He did end up, the way this game ended up playing out was Locatelli and Rabio actually ended up forming a two-man pivot, and Moretti was offered freedom to move forward. And that two-man pivot probably helped McKenney in the long run. But it has to be said, McKenney did his job yesterday. Um, yeah, he didn't offer that 1v1 threat, in mm-hmm. the attack to beat his guy or whatnot. He only beat his guy once and dribbled by uh, in the attacking phase, but he did his job defensively and he rendered Yudoji pretty much useless for Udinese, which was big because with them not being able to have De Lofeu in the lineup, it was going to come down to Pereira, uh, Lovrich, and um, Yudoji to try and create for them, to mm-hmm. try and get success and Beto uh basically deliveries and freedom and it's got to be said he he shut things down on the right side he didn't offer a lot in the attacking phase but he did his job uh what do you think yeah no i think you you nailed it but that's why we saw most of our runs come from costits on the left mckenny was he, he's never really been that player to go beat someone 1v1 so it's not yeah. surprising um yeah yeah i thought he was i thought he was fine do i want to see him there consistently probably not but yeah, we'll see. And for all the for all the flack that Max Allegri gets, it kind of made sense because you had McKinney be in the lockdown. So what he did in the midfield with the three, he had Di Maria, which creation was going to rely heavily on Di Maria, mm-hmm. get Keen up top. But he switched it to play two midfield pivots and get Moretti also involved, probably to help make up and account for the fact that McKinney ends up playing as one of your right backs in this makeshift. So man, for all the flack max takes as of late, he's been pulling the right strings and we'll talk about this match. But for me, these past two matches, I have no frustrations with max. My frustrations come from other things, but we'll discuss it. Get to the highlight recap real quick here, everybody. And then we'll break down uh, the match overall and get into player performances. And then we'll get to, 
the aftermath and everybody's thoughts and feelings afterwards. Okay, so went through lineups, kick off the action, and use pretty sloppy at the start for Juve. It's got to be said. Very, very slow start to this game for Juve. Uh, pretty slow, uh, sloppy again. Udinese was pressing and pressing early, and Juve was struggling, just able to basically clear the ball out, not able to really, truly retain possession. Um, so frustrations climb, and Udinese, to be honest, for all of that, the only times they really got opportunities was from our errors and Aaron passes and whatnot in their own actual buildup. They actually didn't create anything. They didn't create a whole lot just from their own and their own buildup play. It was coming and stemming from our mistakes, but uh, credit to them for playing their game plan, pressuring it and trying to get through the outsides. That's where they want to uh, attack through Udoji, Pereira. Pereira was heavily involved and Lovrich as well. Um, but 17th minute, this is probably their best opportunity the whole half, and I think it was. And it's just a back post cross from Lovrich, and uh, Wallace, I believe, was the one that heads it. Tried to say that it was beyond the line. It was never even close. Uh, Chesney stopped it. That's probably the hardest one he had to face other yeah. than a shot that was low and hard uh, right before halftime. But uh, that's really it for all the frustrations we had in our own play. Now you get to some of these other highlights. A minute after that back post header, we're about – a minute and a half later, Rugani off a set piece, um, man, six inches more to the right. That thing's a goal and a mm -hmm. beauty goal as he gets way up and heads this thing uh, right on target, forcing a big save from uh, Silvestri. Um, 26 minute, Keen finds some space as that was right around the time, I'd say 22 minutes when Juve finally started to kind of find some type of rhythm and Medetti and Di Maria started to understand where they needed to be and find pockets of space and start to get more involved. Yeah. And this was uh, Medetti actually uh, putting the ball forward. Keen, his defender misread his run and uh, went the opposite direction. He found space, hit it with his off foot, was curling towards goal, but always, always wide. Um, 37th minute, man, Di Maria sends Keen straight through. Medetti to Di Maria, Di Maria sending Keen right through. And he gets stopped. He gets stopped. Uh, big time stop there from uh, Silvestri. Uh, Keane's going to want that one back big time. We go into halftime at that. And I was doing the live watch along. There were a lot of frustrations in the first half. But um, I got to say, it wasn't yet again, even as uh, many were frustrated with uh, the uh, Cremonese match, it was not from setup or players' positions or anything. It just came down to execution we had opportunities we didn't bury and uh again slow start and whatnot had a tough time trying to figure out how we were gonna um move the ball forward and advance from our back line but we had the better opportunities out of both teams in the first half mm -hmm. um udinese didn't create a big chance this entire match so formation setup player position not a problem that's two games in a row. The execution, just not quite cutting edge. Lucci, your thoughts at halftime of this one? Yeah, I, I, like you said, we started a bit slow, sloppy. Um, I didn't like that too much. But after, I think they grew into the game. Di Maria got more involved. Moretti got more involved. Um, 
I, I understand some of the frustrations with Moretti, but let's keep in mind he's, what, 19, 20 years old? Like, he needs more game time to understand and get involved and things like that. Um, yeah, like, I, I like the kid. I think he's got a bright future. Maybe, you know, obviously if Pogba's fit, we're not seeing him nearly as much and not relying on him as much. So let's, you know, give him the benefit of the doubt. Um, I thought everyone was did their job in the first half, you know, quietly did what they were supposed to do. And um, I'm just glad they, they turned it up a lot in the second half. You could tell, you know, they yeah. turned up the intensity for sure. I'd say the big thing that was noticeable was how against Grimanese, it was strange. Uh, we were, we looked so shaky at the back, mm-hmm. um, but not the case against Udinese. We looked no. rock solid. So massive credit to Rugani. Sandro and Danilo, because they were solid, solid at the yeah. back. Yeah. Um, Locatelli, we're going to get to uh, Locatelli and whatnot. Michael Razzo saying happy birthday to Loka. Okay, aguri, aguri, but we're going to talk about that. We are going to talk about uh, Medetti as well. Obviously, he had an opportunity. Um, he was found back post, and um, this was in the second half on a fast break where he was found, good ball, going to the back on a fast break from Rabio, Couldn't trap it, and his touch let him down and whatnot. Um, that's an execution thing, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but again, I've been saying we can't ask for these kids to get integrated and developed and whatnot and not have some patience, right? That's a frustrating one, but he's as frustrated as anybody if you look at his face after on that one. Like, he knows what he needs to do. Miretti, I can't stress this enough. While we get mad at execution, upset at executed uh, plays and whatnot, or errant passes and stuff like that, he is quietly still doing so many right things throughout games. Mm-hmm. Like when you watch him, the progression, the ball progressions that he follows is great. His movement is great. His activity is great. He's always in the mix. It's literally coming down for it just not falling for him, especially when it comes to shooting and everything and that last just final third. But I'm telling you, everybody, he just needs that monkey off his damn back. I was just going to say that. I'm telling you, he's just – in hockey, we call it gripping the stick too tight. That's kind of what's happening, man. I think he's in his own head, unfortunately. I think that once he gets that first one, the confidence will rise for him to have some more goes for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 he's got nowhere to go but up, and he's so young. Right. I'm literally not worried about Medetti. Locatelli struggled in that first half. He did. Locatelli had a really really bad first half. Um, at the start of the second half, he started to dial it in. He did end up getting uh, substituted though and whatnot, but that was a struggle. A lot of it's crazy because I get DMs and I got WhatsApp messages and whatnot. And uh, here's the thing: is like I'm not worried about Locatelli. You know, um, you could take the best players in the world; they've had off days. Mm-hmm. Locatelli is going to have an off day. Even the best players in the world have had off days. That was a bad performance, but I don't think it's a sign of like or something we need to go out and just say yeah just sell locatelli or whatever it's an off day for the most part i've been 
happy with all of his performances, to be honest. Like, I can only think of probably that little slump just recently when apparently he had personal uh, issues or whatnot going on um, that he had to take a leave as well. And apparently had a little bit of an injury going on too, but he was chewing up massive minutes yeah. all of last season and everything. He, I don't see him as a problem. Your thoughts yeah. on Locatel? No, not at all. I, I, and I think just to add on to that, yeah, he had an off day, but if you want him to have an off day, you'd rather it be against Udinese than upcoming against Napoli. So hopefully, you know, he's back into it and he, he turns it up for Friday. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And we'll talk about that. We'll talk about Napoli and we'll talk about what we need to do probably lineup-wise or whatnot, okay? But let's get to the second half here. So 50th minute, Keane ends up finding this ball that was ball. Moretti was trying to settle it. He actually ends up flicking it over his head. He's surrounded by uh, Udinese players. It falls to uh, Keane. He tries to slash at this thing and it's like chest high. Um, gets stomped for his troubles, doesn't connect quite uh, solidly enough, it just kind of floats over the bar. Four minutes later, Locatelli sends Kostic through on a nice through ball. Kostic is off to the races, coming up the left side. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like he was caught between two minds and maybe wanted to feed Keane there, but ended up shooting. And when he was, by the time he decided to shoot, Silvestri had closed down the gap massively and was right in front of him. Sure. So that one was one. Again, I think he's going to want back, maybe pull the trigger quicker, uh, go far post, uh, because maybe Keane, there was another player there, could have probably tapped it in, right? 64th minute, nice give and go, and uh, Paredes actually is the one involved as he came in and made a substitute. Tries to draw PK there, and I was pretty pissed because I'm like, man, chest that thing down and try and have a hit. He went down very, very easy. Um, never a PK no. in my opinion, not and even he, close. It's like it, it, it took, he took it off the face too. If it's that high, just give it, give it, give it your head. Give yeah, it a go. I, I don't know. It was, a, I don't know, it man. was a weird sequence how he tried to take that down. Maybe he got a push and it landed odd. I don't know, but it, it was, it was very strange. Now at the moment I was upset for sure. <laughs> we did make some subs and as the subs were coming into the game, you had Chiesa come in which shifted McKinney into the midfield and whatnot. But then there were a couple other changes, and then it actually reverted back, and McKinney ended up going back outside as uh, Paredes and Fajoli entered and then took over the middle. So McKinney went back outside. Chiesa ended up slipping into a higher role with uh, Arcadius Milik. And then 85th minute, here we go. Chiesa working the ball from the right, slots it over. It ends up finding Paredes. Chiesa always eyes on Paredes, starts his run, makes his run in there. Paredes with a great ball yeah. over the top, chest down and hit back post. Danilo, Johnny on the spot. There you go, 1-0. Chalk it up. Get me the hell out of here. We take the victory, okay? So there you go, 1-0 victory. Chiesa involved. Paredes finally contributing and having a – a showing uh, showing something, some sign of life, some, yeah. you know, to uh, make us at least think about uh, more minutes or whatnot. But there you go. That's nice. And Chiesa, it's got to be said, man, for me, he's night and day. Beautiful T, by the way. Matt, he's we way him. better. We missed on the him left so side. much, man. 
left side versus right Kiesa, it's night and day for me man when he's playing inverted on the left side he's way more dangerous yeah. and lethal like yeah. it's just because he has no fear in cutting to the left side um but he doesn't offer that fear when he's on the right side because he's he's more often than not just trying to keep going to his right which mm-hmm. limits him to crossing but on the right side it's completely different because he has no problem hitting while he's running across on his strong side but he will also fake it and go into the left side and penetrate but for me it's he's he's way more lethal on the left side what do you think yeah, definitely. I, I, you just, but you notice the difference night and day when he's not in the lineup, and we've missed him so much for the past year or whatever it's been. I'm just glad he's back. I'm glad. Hopefully, he can continue to get more minutes. Listen, I don't want him playing left wing back, and I you know we've discussed this before ourselves. But if he, if that's the only way he's getting into the lineup, you have to, you have to play him. You can't, yeah. you can't leave him on the bench. There's absolutely no way. Best Absolutely. player, best player on the team, for sure. Yeah, I'll ask him where did you get that tee? That's one of the striped hearts, uh, bad boys. Uh, striped hearts apparel. We've got our own merch, uh, of course, linked with the YouTube channel. There's a different Kiesa design available right now, and today is the last day, I believe, to get 23% off everything in the store. So hey, check it out, check it out. Now, Animesh saying Kiesa has that X factor only special players have. So good to have him back. Absolutely. Kiesa is always going to be more dangerous on the left. Said it many, many times. Kiesa is simply the best. So happy to watch him again. He is, uh, yeah, he's he's a game breaker. Yeah. He is a game breaker. And he's absolutely massive for Juve. And he's, he's our best player. Absolutely. He is our best player. He is so direct more direct than anybody we have and uh he's an absolute killer again when it comes to um just our lineup shape everything like that i'm not gonna pull the trigger on wanting to change anything right now when dushan vlaovic is back any criticisms of his play and pl- that I have or anything, again, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt because I want to see him now that we've kind of stabilized a bunch of other issues, mm-hmm. right? Kiesa coming back and then putting Vlaovic up top. We got to see that. We got to see that, right? So um, it's going to be interesting. But uh, hey, Kiesa doing what we need him to do already in some few minutes already bagging a couple of assists and whatnot he's gonna have an impact and it's only gonna get better it's only gonna get better all right now before we get into all the uh aftermath uh, topics and everything like that let's quickly go through man of the match so everybody in the live chat drop who you believe was your man of the match and i want to hear lucci's man of the match right now quick reminder everybody that's here with us like the video please it all helps and uh yeah like the video subscribe if you're new here but uh let's kick things off on man of the match lucci oh that's a it's between these two behind me for sure but i'd probably have to give it to Kiesa just because the way he took that ball off his chest didn't even hit the ground outside of the boot right right to Danilo, put it on a platter. Just, And you can notice the difference he came on, just the quality, the explosiveness. Yeah. For me, it's it's got to be Kiesa. 
great, great player. Yeah. So Di Maria ended up getting substituted. Um, again, a bunch of our players started off this game very slow. So did Di Maria, and he made some pretty bad decisions, but he grew in it and he became uh, crucial for our creation. Um, so at one point, I actually had Di Maria up there, but then Danilo was yeah. throughout. I had Danilo there, and yes, you could give it to Chiesa. The second he moved to that left side in that advanced role, was it was the X factor. It was a massive, massive shift for Juve. Um, you get a lot of shouts here, Chiesa, Danilo, and Rabio. Rabio getting some shouts, and to be honest, he's been crazy consistent this year. Earlier yeah. on in our live chat, there was a, a bunch of praise for uh, Rabio again. Uh, Jeremiah Rabio is very solid again, very consistent. Animesh saying the consistency Rabio has shown compared to other mids is something else. Yeah, um, he's uh, he's up there for sure. We got another one for Danilo. JJ coming in here for Danilo. Mm-hmm. Um, Chiesa changed the game. He's man of the match. Um, man of the match for Jeremiah is Di Maria because he created so much for us. Hey, all good shouts, all good shouts. For me, I give it to Danilo. I, uh, it's, he was rock solid again. Uh, credit to Rugani too, who is again, all last season for all the shit we give him uh, for all this, uh, time there. He's, he's a different player because now you can actually, there's trust there. Like, you know, you still get a little bit nervous about it because of the history, Mm -hmm. but from last year on, he hasn't been an issue. And you really got to think about it because heck, he doesn't care that he doesn't get big minutes either. So he's not really an issue. He's always fit and available because yep. he doesn't play a lot. And when he comes in, he's been uh, reliable for all of last year that we did call upon him and uh, now. So it's uh, something to be said there. But Danilo, Danilo's massive. So like we said, one of the news points coming out today is that Juve is looking at extending Danilo. We both talked about this. No issues with them extending Danilo whatsoever. Now, Moise Keen, um, I saw some comments in here in the live chat about we need to sell him immediately. And he was shocking. Look, if I look at this game, yeah, he had a couple. He's probably going to want back, make different decisions or whatnot. However, his movement was top-notch yesterday. Um, we couldn't find him a few times mm-hmm. and whatnot, uh, but, uh, man, his movement was really, really good. Do we are obliged, okay? So we are obligated to purchase him in June. Now, if Juve can find a deal, they might move him, but... I don't think it's the be-all, end-all if he has to stick around either, to be honest. Um, what are your thoughts on Keen, Luch? You know what? Um, I, if you asked me this a few months ago, I'm saying, yeah, he's got to go for sure. But he's really turned it around. He scored some crucial goals. I didn't think he played bad yesterday or the, you know, the past previous games as well. I think uh, you got it. I think you got to keep him. To be honest, I don't see them splashing 30, 40 million to you know, like selling him and then splashing another thirty to go buy another another forward. Just, at this point, it doesn't make sense. You might as well just keep him. 
Um, he can play on the wing, maybe not the best option to play on the wing, but at least he's, you know, a little bit of versatility, which goes a long way. Um, hopefully Vlaovic ends up staying, you know, those are your, those are your duo. And then if, if they decide to, to keep Malik as well, then you got, you know, three capable attackers because, you know, someone's going to get hurt at some point. You need to have options. It's just, yeah. just the way it goes. So I'm, I'm fine with him staying, to be honest. Yeah. And here's the thing is we can't, we don't want to give ourselves too much work yeah. to do in the Mercado. Right. So whether we can balk about the price tag of being 20 million and him not worth it, who are you going out and getting at striker exactly. at 28 mil? Like, who are you getting? Sure. Taram, I believe is a free, he's a free transfer. Uh, but we know how the free transfers work. And then the wages are going to be uh, probably higher than you'd want to fork out mm-hmm. and agent fees and whatnot on those free transfers. I like Marcus Taram and I would like him join, but we have to be realistic in the finance uh, department and the fact that we don't want to do too much work. We don't want to give ourselves too much. And we still have a, a lot problem? to do. I don't really know. Milik is going to be purchased. I think that's a no brainer too. So all of a sudden you got these guys, um, Milik, Vlaovic and Keen. That's not a problem. That's not an issue. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to sort out uh, Di Maria's replacement. Di Maria has been um, injured for a bunch for us and whatnot. So really for us, it's going to come down to bodies and who we bring in that can actually play roles that can stay fit and whatnot. Okay. Um, as far as like the finishing, it all comes down. Good movement doesn't count. It's the finishing and whatnot. Well, look, all our guys struggle to really finish a lot of chances. Vlaovic I can say the same. same thing about Vlaovic, who we spent 70 mil on. Yeah. I can see I've, I've talked about this a lot. If a guy's at that price tag, I expect him to finish a lot of the opportunities he has. And again, for whatever reason, like these guys, it's not there, but still it's a hot streak. And Moise Keen, player of the month for the month of November in Serie A, getting his award um, yesterday. Um, I don't think it's as bad as uh, we make it out to be. Is it a problem that we need to address? I don't necessarily think so. If we're going to have him be in the backup to Vlaovic, which is essentially what we're looking at. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty mm-hmm. damn decent backup considering how he's played and to have Milik there as well, that you're only purchasing for eight mil. I don't see a problem in that department. I think we need to look elsewhere at strengthening Juve. If I'm being, uh, yeah. if I'm being honest, especially with the obligation there. I think just to add on to that, we have a lot of other areas that need some attention that full back for sure. You probably want at least another one or two center backs, like, a Big winger, time. especially if Di Maria and Paredes both leave at the end of the season, like you're going to have holes. And why would you create another one if you don't need to? So just keep building. I think someone, someone said that you need, yeah, Michael, uh, we need a deep squad uh, to yeah. for next year. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Deep sure. squad. Michael Lloyd saying we need a deep squad and it's better to keep them. Like depth um, and again, numbers, uh, stats, we can get to uh, that as well and whatnot. We'll look at it. The other thing that I remind everybody, it's really hard for us to sit here and look overall and think overall about acquisitions you want to make in the summer and who you want to bring in and whatnot when we don't necessarily know if – we're going to carry on for a 3-5-2 beyond this season. Right. We don't even necessarily know that. 
You know, we came across this through injuries. We came across this on injuries and stumbled into this and it's been working. Okay. It's been working very, very well for Juventus. I don't see this setup changing from here on out, especially with the signs with these injuries and having Quadrado out and nobody really truly as a fullback to back him up Mm -hmm. other than Barbieri and us not doing that. There ain't nothing that's going to change the three, five, two. Now I think we can agree. Yeah. If he hasn't done it now with all the injuries and not being able to play a true right wing back, it ain't going to change when everybody's fit. I think this three, five, two is around from here on out for the season. Mm -hmm. Um, And you know what? Absolutely uh, fine with it. I have no issues uh, whatsoever. If we're going to look at Moise Keane and uh, he can't finish and everything like that, well, he's got four goals to his name in 600 minutes. We're all praising Milik, Arcadius Milik. Milik has five in 822 minutes. Okay? So you're praising one guy and... You're not praising another. And Keane's had some big goals for us this season too. So for me, it doesn't quite make sense. Yes, Keane struggled early on in the season. He was awful. But hey, um, some of those problems that were evident at the start of the season, mainly his touch and his holdup, have kind of been corrected. And statistically, man, he's he's right in there. He's right in there. You look at Vlaovic, 853 minutes, he had six goals. How many of those were free kicks? Two, three? He had uh, two free kick goals. Yeah. So, uh, man, and again, I'm sorry, Keane missed many big chances. Vlaovic has as well. And he's a 70 mil guy. I don't see Keane an issue right now at this point in time for Juventus at 28 mil. That's just me. But hey, let's keep her moving. Let's keep her moving. Max Allegri. Max Allegri getting his award for coach of the month uh, in Syria in November. Now, this one, because everybody's still up in arms whenever this team struggles. Um, yesterday and uh, the Cremonese game, I heard it. I heard it all about Max Allegri and all this, and I don't care what happens. I don't care. I've seen the messages that are on my WhatsApp. I don't care how many trophies we win, Alberto. This guy has to go. Nothing's going to change. Do you feel that way, Lucci? Can he change your mind? Like, let's say, let's say we take Europa. Let's say we make a run and maybe take the Scudetto down. Surely he can't go if we tackle the Scudetto in this season. Man, all, all that matters is winning. If if you're bringing home trophies, isn't that that's the goal at the end of the at the beginning of the season is to go and win something. So if you're winning, does it matter how you're getting it done? But you're getting it done. Listen, if you asked me this question four months ago, I'm all for it. Like he's got to go, hundred percent. But the results speak for themselves. As ugly as they may be. It's it's hard to argue against results, man. That's 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 what it's a performance based, you know, job. And and we're you know as critics or fans, we just want to win. And yeah, and for me, that's that's all I'm about. And Omar is saying, ask Pirlo. Oh, well, that's a fair point. 
Fair point. Now, here's the thing with me when it comes to Max. I've always said this, and I'm going to stay consistent. I don't give a shit who our coach is. I could, like, you know what? If it's a legend, if it's somebody that's tied to you, that's great. But honestly, what it comes down to is playing solid ball and getting the job done. Yeah. So Max at one point, and I kind of tie this into everything around Juventus too. Like even when we look at some of our players, like Rabio, for instance, when we want to talk about Lou, please, uh, you can mute maybe about five minutes here. Okay. We are going to talk about Rabio and just tie him into this. It's like even talking about his extension, they bring up the years prior. And it's almost like we completely ignore the fact that he was being used as an outside midfield, which he is not, you know, this season, whether it's world cup, whether it's whatever, he has been one of our most consistent players. So to, for those that say we shouldn't even think about a renewal because of three years prior. Well, you know, you can't, Look to the past if you're going to move forward. Right now is all that counts. Right now is all that matters. Mm -hmm. So to discuss potentially renewing Rabio is completely fair based on what he's showing this season. The salary and all that, it gets into it. But my point with Max Allegri and tying this to Max Allegri is, yes, he was at a point at one point this season where you could have um, fired him. And it would have been completely justified. Mm -hmm. However, the form and the shape that we are in now, you can't deny it or argue it. And if this continues and we are strong throughout until the end of the season, if these young guys, which still look like they're getting reps and they're getting their minutes and getting worked in, if this continues, hey, what's the problem in keeping them? Because it's results-based. Sexy or not, hey, the points right now look pretty good on that table, don't they? Mm -hmm. It's hard to argue that, man. I'm saying. It's hard I'll to fire someone if you're performing well and the, the the team you have is is pulling results you just you can't you can't argue against that you know it's uh it's one of those things it's just again how much how much more work do you want to create for yourselves yeah you know how much work do we want to create for ourselves at some point you do have to gain stability one way or another um so it's we we have to see and wait until the dust settles at the end of the season and how we continue on but the turnaround that's taken place the identity now that juve has created which is solid at the back being able to grind out ugly wins which Good teams find ways to win. It's, uh, hey, it's something you can't ignore. We can't ignore it. Okay, so the Allegri talk, 
all has to uh, kind of be put aside until uh, we see where the dust settles come season end. But right now, he's got the team getting the job done. Now, his numbers statistically since he returned were awful. Were awful. But he got a big win earlier this season. We've had a massive turnaround. He's going to have another opportunity at a big-time match uh, come Friday the 13th against Napoli. Yep. And, hey, that could change the scope of the entire uh, second half of the season. That Friday the 13th match, it's going to be massive. If you haven't booked time off work, everybody, for that Friday, you could check out our Twitter page, and we have a list of great excuses for your employers, okay, to get out of work. But I'm going to be running a watch along. It's going to be fantastic. I'm pumped for that one. But Max Allegri talks. We put on hold. Agreed, Lucci? Agreed. Put them on and we hold. don't agree often. So, What's that? We don't agree often, so people listen to us. Well, hey, everybody knows how frustrated I was in Max Allegri yeah. earlier on this season. Lucci, you've been vocal about it. Hey, what's fair is fair. This turnaround, nobody saw coming. Nope. He got us there, and there's been a ton of injuries, whatever. He's pulling the right strings right now, and it's working for us. Um, maybe And, hey, him losing it yesterday on the sideline, amazing. Absolutely amazing. I actually, like, I do love it when he goes uh, Mad Max. Um, I absolutely do love it. So uh, maybe now with the tweaks that he's doing, starting to make subs, starting to shift where guys play, and it's been working. It's worked a couple times. Me, and he flipped out, lost his wig there. Hey, Maybe he's back. Maybe he's back. All right. So see what happens now. Um, let's get to some more of it. Chiesa. We talked about Chiesa on the left side. Mm-hmm. We're lo- with a slight look ahead to Napoli. Is Kostic maybe in trouble of minutes? Like, do we need to look at Chiesa playing on the left side? Does that hurt Kostic? Should we just look at? Chiesa as that second forward. Kostic surely can't go anywhere on his playing spot, but what do you do with these two forwards? Do you sit Di Maria? Get Chiesa up top in that second uh, forward role? This is the problem because I don't see him as a, a wing back, obviously, and I don't see him as a secondary striker. He's he's a He's a clear winger. But the problem is we're not going to be playing with wingers at this moment, this for this season anyway. I think, I, but I, I first of all, I don't, I don't know if Case is going to be starting on Friday. I think he's going to come off the bench. I don't know if he's ready to play a full 70, 80, 90 minutes. Yeah. And I'd rather, I'd rather have him later on than at the beginning of the game, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, it, it comes down to how you look at uh, games, what your personal preference is. Do you want to yeah. get out of the gate? Do you think we might be chasing something after by the time he comes on? Or do you think we can get after and hurt them and try and protect something maybe later on and then give them the rest? And still bringing on Di Maria is huge. Right. Like, if you that that's a good problem to have. You're pulling one of these guys off the bench. Milik's probably going to get the start, which is I why would. probably Keane got the start yesterday against Udinese. So yes. I would expect Milik to be up top. 
Milik Di Maria, I would assume. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Do you do you start Kiesa on the right, and then eventually, if Kostic comes out, you move him to the left. That's an option too. What's that? You start him as the the right fullback because it's going to be either McKenney or Sule. I would assume at this point you go start Kiesa as right wing back. Yeah. You start him there, and then eventually Kostic comes out. You move him over to the left. That's an option. I I see the three four three. I don't see that happening, just because that leaves us a little light in the midfield. And we saw, yeah. like we saw with Canada, that doesn't go well. I think you're gonna. I think you're gonna get uh, pretty close to the same as we saw. Yes. Two man yes. pivot midfield. I think you probably expect with no changes to personnel. McKenny as your right wing back again. And Rabio probably next to him to support as two man pivot Locatelli on the opposite side. Paredes, does Paredes get the start over Locatelli against Napoli? Do you no. make that change? There was a lot of frustrations with Locatelli yesterday. No. The only no? change I would consider would be Fajoli over Maretti, though. Yes. I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. However, Fajoli Miretti plays usually higher up so but he gets that advancing role if you give that to Fajoli I don't think we've seen enough of Fajoli to be in that advanced role and whatnot so I yeah. haven't really seen him make those runs and get deep into the area to see um, we've seen that goal he scored earlier where he won the game for us um, at the top of the area there uh, at the right at the top corner when he turned and he got that a la del Piero I'm not against it Mm -hmm. I'm not against it whatsoever, but uh, maybe Fajoli's execution, it's got to be said, is a bit slightly higher than Moretti's right and now. And I think Fajoli being there will take a bit of the pressure off Locatelli just because the way Fajoli sees the pitch is probably a little more box-to-box -box compared to Moretti. His feel vision's like great. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I think that could help Locatelli. Maybe Locatelli can get more involved than Fajoli drops. You know, they can interchange yeah. kind of between the passing um, range is massive in comparison when you're looking at Medetti to Fajoli Fajoli can spray that thing all around the place right so yeah. uh lovely yeah. switch fields and everything so yeah I mean uh let's do it I'm fine with that so I agree Fajoli to start I think we're gonna get the same unless any uh changes happen on the injury front I probably expect McKinney out there on the right again to be honest and Danilo yeah. on uh that right side uh backing him and but does that mean Sandro starts again? I'd expect the three Brazilians as your center backs against Napoli. Yeah. 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 I would expect uh, Bremer be right back in the fold uh, in the center, right in the heart. Sandro, Danilo on your right side. Kostic again on your left side. I think Chiesa is going to come into the match second half. Yeah. I could see 50-55. Depending how things are going, give them at least... 35 yeah. 40 minutes yeah yeah Dell saying stop Stanislav Lobotka and you stop Napoli just need to uh man mark him out of the game I cannot wait for this game okay I cannot wait for this game it's massive if Juve gets the job done okay Oh my God, do I have receipts okay I got receipts and then I might even still hold them until season's end, okay? 
I told everybody, I said, Juve's going to make some serious noise. I went on my friend Reno Zarini's uh, Facebook Live and whatnot, and they asked me, they said, what are your expectations for Juventus come see? Like, who's winning the Scudetto? They didn't even ask me about you. Just, who's winning Scudetto? I said, Juve. And uh, they're like, no, oh, no. And I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I believe in it. I believe in it. And maybe it's because... Not, not because I'm obviously biased, but I'm telling you why. Okay. I'm telling you why. Spalletti effects, number one. Number two, it's night and day when you're chasing the leaders and when you're the leaders trying to hold it. Whole yep. different ball game. Okay. And uh, Juve's got nothing to lose here. From where we came to where we're at now, everybody dancing on our graves, all this nonsense. I've never wanted a Scudetto more. Me and Omar keep saying this this season. This would top the Cinque Maggio. I'm telling you. This would top Cinque Maggio if Juve somehow, some way pull it done. And I tell you, would that ever be a celebration party right here live on YouTube if we pulled that one off? Okay, so let's wait and see. Let's wait and see. Storm the barn. Let's get into some storm the barn questions. Now's your time to get it in. Everybody, I'm going to remind you, like the video, subscribe to the channel. We've got, uh, we got to that one about potentially going three, four, three. Um, don't really see that. Although you could argue that in some capacity, it's kind of happening um, more as a three, four, one, two in how we yeah. play one of our three midfielders because yesterday yeah. Moretti was so advanced um right and yeah how we can use our forwards Di Maria Miretti were kind of both creators ahead of our midfielders and then Keen was playing right at the top right so mm -hmm. get your storm the barn questions in I'm gonna open up uh, everybody uh if you want to join for a quick call in okay you don't actually call okay don't actually call but you can add me on whatsapp and just send me a message if you want to come in. We could bring some callers in uh, and maybe take a couple calls today, okay? But storm the barn. One other thing, uh, so positionally, formation-wise, we don't want to change anything. I don't think anything's going to change. There's no need to. Allegri is an interesting topic that's going to be here on out till end of the season. Um, Keen, Keen was an interesting one. It seems like uh, we're kind of in the minority on that one, Lucci, when it comes to yep. him not being a problem. But, hey, that's okay. We love the difference in opinions over here. So we got one from a niche here. Will we see three, four, one, two with Chiesa, Milik, Vlaovic, Di Maria, and Caustic? And should it be possible stop Milan? Okay, so to get all these guys in, oh, I I, I don't, don't see so. that. I don't see us getting all those guys in. No, no. Somebody even know when Vlaovic will be back. Yeah. Yeah, there's no way you can pull that off. And there is a way you could pull it off, but if I don't think we off. would want to do that. And I can probably guarantee Max doesn't want to do it because it would be way too top heavy. That would even at a four-two-three-one, that would be like you got Vlaovic and Milik there as your two strikers. You put Di Maria in behind them. He's one of your third midfielders, and then Chiesa as your right That's, outside. I don't see Max taking that. You big can of a risk. do that, but it's maybe if you're down late and you need a goal, then maybe yeah, you see yeah, them all together. That seems like an empty the clip type scenario. Yeah. I think it's it's definitely just top top heavy. Very. Um, yeah. It could be done. 
I don't see Max doing it if we're chasing something. Like Carell says here, uh, yeah, if we're chasing games. Yeah. So, yeah, I would agree with that. Um, another storm, the barn coming in here from YFG Blauvich is our starting striker, but does he just walk in and get his spot back when he's fit? Keen and Millick have been doing well. Just asking though. So uh, yes, I love how he puts that so he doesn't get chewed out or uh, live check go wild. I totally get what you're saying. So um, I've, I've given Vlavic the benefit of the doubt. I think he has to get that shot now that we've stabilized everything. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think he, even when he does return, I see him being integrated slowly and seeing how he can react to that. If he, if he plays well, I don't see him coming in right into the starting 11, right. As soon as he's back healthy yeah i don't it's you gotta go with the hot hand Milik and, mm. and keen have been available they've been they've been scoring maybe not as much as we'd like but they've been able to score and vlaovic was not that he was terrible before he got hurt but he was he was inconsistent like a large majority of the players were to be fair but i don't know i don't think he throw him right back into the fire just like we've seen with Chiesa, slowly seeing more and more yeah well, I mean, uh, what he's dealing with is kind of something that we have to really be uh, leery about because of the fact that it could, uh, you know, develop into a hernia. So that's the last thing we want. Right. Um, so we got to be very, very careful. He probably will be uh, edged in. But I'm telling you, all the criticism and whatnot, I do want to see him now that we're generating more and more consistently. I really, really want to see Vlavish there, and I hope he hits the ground running when he finally does get back to action. There's a lot of rumblings around him and his future, events and everything, but let's remain calm. Just wait until some of the top dogs kind of talk about it. Mm -hmm. So let's wait and see. Wait and see. Jeremiah, both Fajoli and Rabi are key in this UV squad. Jolie brings calmness and composure. Rabio brings compactness and urgency, in my opinion. Great structure for Juve. Yeah, like, I mean, Fajoli for me, he's just that variant because of his vision and everything. And we've talked about this for a while at Juventus, and I was screaming it for so long. I don't know how long. When you were playing midfields that consisted of Rabio and McKenney both being on the pitch. Zakaria and Rabio both being on the pitch. That is way too lopsided in the physical department. Yep. And you don't have that variant. You don't have that creator. You don't have that vision. Miretti made a big change. Fajoli made a massive change. You have to make sense of your team and the roles that uh, they're occupying. Mm -hmm. Now, while everybody, this goes back to what I've been saying over the past two days or two games about not having any frustrations with Max because the roles and what he's doing and how he's using the guys seem to make sense. What do you think, Luch? Uh, I think, like we mentioned this before about uh, against Napoli, I would like to see these two paired with Locatelli. Um, and you can just, like I said, I've said this many times, when you're comparing McKenney and Zakaria to Fajoli and Moretti, you can, the difference in talent and skill is, is night and day, even though they're young and they have lots to learn and grow and, and, and things like that. But you can just tell like how, how much how, how higher their skill level is when they're on the pitch, when they're on the ball, their creativity, the vision. It's you needed you needed this 
this type of, you needed this piece. Like you said, the midfield was very lopsided in size and physicality, but not much talent and not much creativity going forward. And you can, it's, it's been clear ever since the youngsters have come in. So keep going, keep, you know, let's, let's see more. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Real quick here. Altive Viali, the Viali shirts, uh, crew necks, everything. They're available on our YouTube uh, merch store. So you can go there last day for 23% off. Okay. So uh, if anybody's looking to support the channel, whatever, and get yourself some cool gear, last shot at uh, the 23% promo. Okay. So great stuff for the storm, the barns too. Um, great, great stuff. YFG saying, what's the percentage of us winning the Europa Copa and the league? So percentages we want to draw percentages so pull out my let's, calculator let's break this thing down let's break this thing down to copa so the first copa match is going to be january 19th against monza oh that dreaded beast that is monza that beat us earlier in the season um getting a draw that's uh copa italia i feel i've felt the same about it for all season even with the struggles whatnot like i mean i expect this team to make the final of the copa yeah and then it could be, you know, your coin flip game that anything can happen, right? But uh, I expect final there. Europa, let's kind of dive into this a bit. Are you expecting a deep run in Europa from Juve? I mean... And here's the big question mark tying to the 3-5-2, Lucci, is that everybody says 3-5-2 is great for Italy, but it never translates into Europe. You know, for us in the Champions League, we have to remember... We didn't go in with that setup. Right. So all this stability that we found, and this is why uh, one of the things I shut down trying to change this now is because I remember our 4-3-3, and then when we went to 4-4-2, we had no balance. We couldn't create. We couldn't shut teams down. Like, it was it was bad. So to be fair for those saying, well, let's look at what Max did in Champions League, whatever. Well, it was a whole different ballgame because, yeah. like I said, we found the formula just too late but what are you expecting out of europa i i don't i don't see a a a trophy victory in europa but i expect a deep run i i don't know i just don't know how focused they're gonna be in in europa i like what how much do they really care about europa league that's that's what i'm worried about i think max and probably the players are more focused on cda and and copa to be completely honest I love the calculation here from Animesh. He goes 15.47% chance of winning all three according to his calculations. All right. I yeah. love it. Uh, Alex P saying he thinks Copa might be more difficult than Europa really? to win. Um, if I'm looking at uh, – I, I think it's actually – they might have originally thought your wave of thinking okay. in terms of the Europa. But I think if you take a step back, and I probably, I would have to believe that the team took a step back and realized that, hey, it's still a European competition. There's still money involved. And winning True. this goes a long way, especially for the young guys on our team, especially what we came from. And this ties massively into establishing stability, establishing an identity and carrying it forward and whatnot. So I think it may have been a huge bummer obviously what happened before, but now is turning into something that they are going to take seriously and they are going to get after. So I actually do expect Juve to, uh, 
to get after it in Europa and whatnot. Um, how percentage of winning all three of these? 20% maybe to take all three? 20, 20%? Somewhere in that range, I'd probably have to say. Yeah. Um, if you would have to take a stab out of one of those and say you're most confident in, I think I'm most confident in the league. Ooh. I'm more confident in the league for a lot of factors, but I think I think our main focus is going to be the league. I would agree. I think that's going to be our main focus. Um, and the results are coming in. Europa, hey, if we can make that great run and everything and go on it, that's great. Um, Copa. You've got knockouts and stuff. Anything can happen and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But uh, the league, I think, is where we're going to find ourselves most committed. I the, think the one I thing think. I like about Europa League, and I'm not, you know, not to bring it down a notch or anything, but I like it that you'll get, you know, hopefully Sule and Ealing Junior a, a few starts in there, get them some more minutes because now with, like we said, the, the league's important. We don't know, you know, who knows about Pogba if he's coming back this year, next year, or never. Um, but, you know, you get get some of these young guys some more minutes, and I think that will go a long way for them, especially if they continue to win and they're putting in good performances, right? You're, they're playing in yeah. Europe. They're, they're doing well. You bet. So we've got uh, Jeremiah on deck, on deck for the call-in, okay? But uh, first we got a couple more Storm the Barns, and then Jeremiah will get, uh, we'll get the call-in here, okay? So let's get to Aldo's here. How well does Paredes need to play for the rest of the season to convince Juve that he is worth his transfer and wage? I don't think he can play to that level, to be honest. Yeah. Um, it's going to take a lot. I it's going to take a lot, if we're being serious. Like, Do I think it's going to get to a point where we do keep him? I actually, I'm kind of with Aldo here. I don't think it's going to reach that level of retention, to be honest. I don't see it. What do you think, Luch? I think regardless of how well he plays, he's I wouldn't keep him regardless of what he what he's able to do within now and the end of the season. You got you got some youngsters, you know, Rovella could easily have stayed with this team and played. Um, you know, and, and we're looking to save money. That's prime, you know, reason number one why why you make that switch. Yeah. So and Dell's going back to our last uh, discussion about uh, the Europa. What a winning breeds winning and no competition should be sniffed at. Love it. True. Absolutely love it. So, yeah, I think uh, we're both in agreement with Aldo. I, I don't think it's going to reach that point. I would love to be wrong because that means every uh, appearance he makes for us here on out is strong. So I hope that is the case. But I think retention is it's just... a, it's a long way out. We can't forget about uh, – Apparently some uh, rifts and attitude issues uh, that were going on behind the scene, like uh, Juve was contemplating trying to get him back away sooner. Like that was discussed. That was uh, rumors and rumors from plenty. Usually where there's uh, that much uh, smoke, there's fire, but we see, we see Michael Lloyd Rugani was solid yesterday. How about going back 4-3-3 again if Freddie is healthy? Ah, man. We still keeping in ties with this uh, formation change. I 
I can't go away from what's better for the whole group for any one individual, Freddie included. It I just, just can't do it. Luch? Not right now. Not with our not with our available fullbacks. I don't think you can go back to a back four. I, I don't mean, trust Sandro there. I don't trust Danilo. Barberi looks good, but again, you can't throw him right into a fire against against Napoli. And that is such a key point, is the fact that Sandro is good in a three center back. Like, it works. You put him on that outside again, he's going to get roasted. It doesn't work. You can't do it. But as a third center back, with Costas here on the left, that works. He's got That's coverage good. there. He's got support. Four, three, three. And even Quadrado, four men uh, back there, the way he's been playing this year. No way. Keep it three. The three is the three center backs is one of the keys right now. I'm so excited for you. So I just uh, I don't look at uh, getting out of that one. But uh, hey, there still are a lot of shouts for four three three. There's some people that just swear by that formation. They love it and they want to see it mainly because of our attack and whatnot. But uh, hey. Go back and watch some of those four three three games early in the season. I think we had six attempts in uh, on average in most games in the four three three. Four four two, slightly better, but the balance right now is key, man. Yep. The balance right now is key. Especially for um, what you got available. Yeah, exactly. So let's ring up Jeremiah, see what he's got to uh say here. Let's see what he's got to say. Hey, happy new year, fellas. Hey, happy new doing, year, Maya. What's uh, what's going on, man? I apologize. Uh, we never made it work yesterday hey. on the lives. No, no, no worries, no worries. It was a great watch along, and uh, thank God we got the three points. <laughs> so don't thank God, man. Thank the, thank the stash. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My, my, <laughs> but my concern is, I, I have two things again. First, of course, you were speaking about. Uh, Europa League and Copa and Scudetto. I think we will. I think we 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 should be we should be going for the Scudetto number one. And I think I believe that we can win the Europa League. And I, and I think that sends a big statement because we have not won in Europe for a long, long time, right? Like twenty six years. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty seven years. So, so I think I think we should go uh, all the way. I I, I would have I would sacrifice the Copa Italia. I mean. For me, it's not it's not a big uh, trophy to win. Um, but my concern is, you know, yeah, happy happy that we are we are winning, uh, you know, uh, on this streak. But the design of this team, you know, I'm I'm concerned if what if we concede a goal for, what we what if we concede a goal first, right, uh, L? You know, how would the team react? Yeah, yeah, that's true. That, that that is my concern because if we were performing well then I will definitely have the confidence that we will react in any situation. But we're not performing really well. We're grinding it out. At this moment in time, we're grinding out results. Hmm. Um, you know, very late late winners. Uh, so my my real concern is I, I think Max has designed this team not to concede first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? my- yeah, that, that, it's, it's so clear to see. Yeah. I guess I'd have to say in terms of that, um, you know, it's a good thing we haven't had to see that or test it, <laughs> that we Whoa. haven't fallen behind. But <laughs> I, I I get the concern in the fact that, you know, how do we how do we react? How do we get after? But the thing, again, that I go back to that keeps going back is that we are creating 
much more than we were previously on in the season, right? It's not mm-hmm. falling for us now, but I mean, yep. in terms of creation, I think what would change if we fall behind is the pressure would ramp up and we would press a lot harder and yeah, we would risk more to get after and actually find one. I think another thing is too, is, you know, it's no, it's no doubt. He's one of our absolute best and he's a game breaker, but when Kiesa starts getting entered into these things earlier on, we're going to get goals earlier on in the mm-hmm. game too. That's just going to come naturally. Right. Um, yep, 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 but yep. Uh, I, I understand that concern, but I still go back to the fact that, we're creating, we're creating, and we're creating good chances. Yesterday, we created by far the better opportunities. We had three three or four big chances created. Udinese didn't have yeah. one big yeah. chance created. So, we, 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 Which is why it was very frustrating to watch because we couldn't finish. Right. Um, I, I, I guess it was rustiness, I, I, I guess, you know, second game of, of the new year after yeah. the World Cup. But Fair. Um, I don't think this is a coincidence. I think this... The, the, the midfield, uh, you know, when you tinker a lot with the midfield, and I know now we got games coming in thick and fast, and Max has to rotate, and uh, but but the the midfield, I think there's something missing in the midfield. We we are not we're not really building uh, well from okay. the back. We are not keeping possession really well. We are creating chances. Uh, I think mostly on the counter. Yeah. Um, but I think which, that's which how Max wants them to play. Um, so. I, I believe the key is the midfield. If if Luka is having a bad day, yeah. you know, one bad game, fine. But you know, but I think he needs to stamp a little bit more. He needs to boss it around. He needs to stamp his authority a little bit more. And and I believe Fajoli is the key. I mean, this guy, you know, even yesterday, I mean, of course, he came on very late. But as soon as he came on, uh, you can see there's some calm, there's some calmness in midfield. Mm-hmm. And 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 we scored, yeah. you know. So, I, I feel Fagioli is, is the key, key guy in midfielder. And the moment he doesn't play, uh, it's, it's a bit messy. Yeah, okay. Do you, do you agree? Well, I think we're going to take this uh, on here, uh, Jeremiah, myself and Lucci, and we'll expand on it and uh, see what everybody in the live chat goes because there's a couple key points in there that I want to discuss. One of them for sure being uh, our play and our build-up from the back and, you know, putting where pinpointing where the struggles, I think we have to remember that yesterday we played with a two man pivot as opposed to the three straight across in the middle. And when we tried to play out uh, from the back yesterday, it kind of changed things and it kind of changed some of their points. So you could see Rabio kind of struggled with it for a bit uh, in terms of helping the play at the back. He put Sandro under multiple times Locatelli just had a very, very bad, bad half, uh, first half of football there yesterday. Um, and Moretti, too, yes. was having a struggle balancing no, I, I when think, to push forward I and whatnot. Moretti, so, Moretti, the, the thing I see with Moretti is, I think his weakness is he hesitates. This is the only thing. He hesitates. He's always in two minds, you know? You, know, you get what I mean? Yeah. He's in, even the, the big yeah. chance is three. But you can, he, he was so clear to see he, he he doesn't know whether he wants to shoot straight a volley or maybe stop the ball. So he was in two minds. Yeah. And, and that hesitation is the one that 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 is uh yeah. that is not getting him to produce the end results. But what do you think? My last question, uh, L, and uh, for both you and Luchi, what do you think about uh playing Paredes and Loka together? It, it is one. I I don't think so. We have seen it. Yeah. Probably well, we've seen it once. 
Yeah. Um, well, let's, I tell you what, Jeremiah, Lucci and I are going to tackle this. We'll open up to the chat. That's a very good one. And we'll probably wrap things up on this one. I want to thank you for coming on again, man. Appreciate it, brother. Thank you, thank you bro. You bet. Thanks, uh, thanks. thanks guys. Take absolutely. Bye, bye. Okay. Ciao. Um, so that's some good stuff there uh, from Jeremiah. Um, you know, let's start with his discussions about Medetti and being hesitant and whatnot. I still, like I said uh, there, I, I chalk things up to we're not accustomed to doing what we did yesterday in the midfield in this 3-5-2, yep. and especially with the players. So Meretti's been the second guy mm-hmm. through this run back in November. Remember, everybody, we had a massive World Cup break in the middle of this. We found form with three midfielders, um, Locatelli, Rabio, and Fagioli. Miretti was playing as a fourth midfielder advanced. Right. Yesterday, we, he was one of the three midfielders, but he played advanced to two pivots. That alone takes adjustments. Yep. And we're trying to do it seemingly on the fly with a little bit of training due to injuries and everything. So, again, we struggled took about 22 minutes for us to start controlling the play much better against Udinese. But um, I think uh, when it comes to Moretti, I'm not really overly concerned. Lucci, how do you feel about the whole Moretti hesitancy thing? And do you agree with Jeremiah that Fajoli is the key? I So to touch on the first part, I, I see a bit of hesitation in Moretti. That's fair. But I think that comes with more experience and more game time. And he's like, even though we're still pulling results, this is all learning for him and, and Fajoli. And I think it'll go a long way when we see them next year and the you know the next ten years. But um, Fajoli, I gotta be honest, really surprised me. I wasn't sure if he was ready to make the step, but he's really stepped in and he stepped up. Do I think he's the key or you know to unlock this midfield? Maybe. Maybe, but like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I want to see him again. I want to see him get involved more attacking. Yes, he scored a couple goals, but can he play a more supporting role when it comes to the attack? I just, I think Moretti is more suited for that. And again, it's going to depend if Mac wants, Max wants to play again, the three, five, two or more of a three, four, one, two. It, we'll see how it goes, but if you want to keep the the five, the mid, you know, the, the middle five, then I think you got to play Fajoli in there instead of Meretti. Yeah, I think Fajoli is key in the sense that he gives us something different from all the other guys and helps us achieve that balance. I think it's play. just he's more stable. Yeah, if you want to say it that but way. But even if we want to get into vision and yeah. launch the ball and whatnot, if you look at a game like yesterday, and Aldo uh, Bonasso hit it. Uh, right on the head we are quick to crucify players but if you looked at this game yesterday Locatelli had like no no he couldn't even think about breathing he mm-hmm. was so freaking wrapped up by Udinese having a guy like Fajoli there changes that because when Fajoli's next to him you can find they have two guys to try and worry about that yep. can distribute and turn things for Juve. So we didn't really have that in the sense that Meretti was pretty much higher and he's not that vision guy like Fajoli or that stabilizer. And then Rabio is not that guy either, the physical force. So 
that kind of played into it too. I'm overall not worried with Moretti one single bit. Fajoli, Fajoli does give us something different than all the rest. He is a key. They're all reaching balance together. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I think, uh, again, just take it, take things in stride, take one things. I don't think we need to go too high or too low on any of the guys right now. It's working. The rhythm will come and we'll keep going. We had a break, a big break in the middle of hitting a red hot streak. Yeah. Okay. So just get back into it. Get back into it. Napoli Friday going to be massive. His last question about playing Locatelli and Paredes together. Lucci, I'll let you go first on this one and then I'll wrap it up and then we'll probably uh, start to wind down. So no, no chance. No I just, chance. We, we've, how many, I can count on maybe one hand how many good things we've seen Paredes do since joining at the beginning of the year. Don't get me wrong. I don't think he's a terrible player. I think he does have a lot of room to improve at Juve or Serie A itself, but I'm not, he's not getting a start for me because then you're taking out either one of Miretti or Fagioli because you know Rabiot's, Rabiot's a guaranteed starter. Same with Locatelli. So, you want to bring them on later in the game to maybe give you something a little different, fine. Yeah. But when it comes defensively and you know getting hit on the counter, I'm definitely a lot more nervous when I see Paredes out there compared to Locatelli. So am I going to see them together? I hope not. Yeah. Look, I, I don't know. Um, we talked about this too. Locatelli struggling yesterday. Do you play Paredes and start him instead uh, for Napoli. I say no. Lucci says no. You still rock with uh, Loka. Yeah. Um, as far as uh, playing the two of them together, I see lazy tracking back from Paredes more often than not. That really bothers me. Yeah. So if we do want to start shifting to a two-man pivot out of this 3-5-2 um, to accommodate maybe some makeshift fullbacks or even just support the attack, a little bit more. Um, I don't really necessarily know because I still have Loka out there. So Paredes is then battling Rabio for a spot who's been one of our more consistent guys throughout the whole year. So I think Paredes, it's just this uphill fight that I don't see him winning if I'm being if yeah. I'm being honest. Yeah. Um, I think Paredes, he's got a rotational role, and that should be just fine. To be honest, um, if you could change up uh, Loka for when he has to come out and put Paredes in, and if Paredes can find little moments like he did uh, yesterday where he can help and contribute, then that's great. But uh, I think right now it's a stretch to say he needs to start. I uh, Yeah, I, I I think it ruins the balance you currently have with the Locatelli, Rabio, and one of the youngsters. Um, yeah. I actually agree with Alex P for once. He's made some good points about Paredes. And, and to, I just, I don't, yes, yes. He, he gave a, gave a great ball to, um, to Kiesa yesterday, but does one good play equal, you know, a start in one of the biggest matches of the season? I'm going to say no. I, he hasn't been consistent enough for me. Yeah. Him, we're talking, we were head. talking earlier about Keane uh, winning a Serie A player of the month in November and apparently still not good enough for everybody, but now right. one pass to Chiesa and Paredes needs to start. I don't think so. Mm -hmm. um, not for me anyways. Um, so it sounds like Lucci's in the same. I think Paredes, like I said, he's got a lot more to show 
um, before earning that spot. Yeah. The last thing I want to get to is going back to this thing where we're just so quick and easy to uh, give out starting roles and starting positions and whatnot. They need to be earned and fought for. Paredes came in, contributed. You know what? Keep it going the next time. Keep it going the time after that. And then we can start having a serious discussion about starting minutes, right? Mm -hmm. But, uh, hey, right now, it ain't broke. Don't fix it. Okay, we're on the offensive. We're climbing that ladder rung by rung. Let's see what happens today, okay, because we got a couple games we'll have eyes on. And uh, Sampdoria, continue the uh, Viali tribute, okay? Let's hope for that. Juventini, hey, we're going to gear up and get ready for that big Friday match against Napoli. We're going to have a match day live that morning. And then, of course, I'm going to bring you the watch along for that game, which is sure to be an intense one, okay? Um, but, uh, yeah, let's keep things rolling, all right? Um, I'll have daily update videos on the news, keeping you guys uh, in the loop all the way through as we continue with the buildup for this pivotal, pivotal match against Napoli. Lucci, absolute pleasure having you on, brother. And, um, yeah. Starting off the season right. Let's see if we can keep it rolling. Live chat. Thank all of you. One last reminder to just like the video while you're here. Everybody that's made comments on the Kiesa shirt, the Viali uh, sweater, all that. Our store last day to get 23% off, okay? You guys uh, are amazing. Enjoy the rest of your weekends. I'll see you tomorrow on the daily update video. And uh, let's start getting ready for Napoli, all right? Fino alla fine, Forza Juve. They were so quick to dance on our grave, but hey. Mm -hmm. We never die, baby. We never die. All right. Talk to you all soon. Ciao. Ciao.